been a musician, you know, I played live music, man, before I got into the rap game, you know, so <clears throat> Smoke On thing came about, man, we was all at the car show, you know, that Lost Magnificent car show that they have every year. Mm -hmm. Actually, it was like the fourth one that they ever had. Mm -hmm. All the guys was living, man, all the legends, man. I mean, Pat was there, DJ Screw had a booth set up, man. I mean, everybody, man, you know, so you know how them guys do it, Kiki, the rest of them, you know, we was all doing our thing. I mean, they was all doing their thing, you know, freestyling. This, the car show was over, so did nobody want to leave because Screw had his boot right there almost by the, the, the exit entrance, you know, and uh, they was passing the mic around like they usually do, man. You know, Kiki, grab it a while, give it to Pat, Pat, give it to this cat, this cat, did. So they gave it to E on that smoke on. And I think we done like, what, the second version of that? Yeah. I think it was like the first version. And then I'm an OG, man, an old school dude, like listening to a lot of old records. And you know, that was the floaters. Right. You know, with the smoke on. Right. I mean, uh, right. that's it. Float on. Float on. Yeah. Right. So, uh, you know, it was going off. The Yellowstone girls was rapping and E was rapping. I think E had got tired and I was like, you know, right there by him. Used to hang with him all the time. I said, man, let me see that mic, man. And uh, and I knew I wasn't a rapper, you know what I'm saying? But uh, like I say, by me playing live music, man, I used to sing in the band that I was in, you know? Right. Play drums and I sung. And uh, I just felt something, man, and told him to give me the mic. And he was like, what you gonna do with that mic, man? And I went off. When I'm smoking, said I'm smoking with E now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey man, E heard that man and and I went on and went on for about five or ten minutes, man, caught everybody's attention, man, and uh he told me right then, right there, man, hey, man, we finna go to the studio right now. Let's go. He called his people, man, and got on the phone. And, man, we left there. We actually left there and went straight to the studio, man. And I recorded that, man. The rest is history. The rest is history, man. Yeah, that's a beautiful Yeah, man. man, that was the first, you know, that was my... Start, man. That was my yeah, that was my opening act, man, to the game, man. You know, right. yeah. That's so loud. That's so loud. Yeah. Okay, so Big T, we're gonna just cut to the chase. Okay. Okay. All right. Tell me who is really responsible for wanna be a baller? Well actually the the wanna be a baller song, it was like uh well, Troy was the producer. Well, not the producer. The what you call it, solo? Well, he was, he was, he was the executive yeah, the executive the rap, producer. Okay. Little Troy, yeah. he'd been in the music game like Scarface days. Right. He brought. He was one of the Scarface, and he had a group from Kansas City, Mass One Eighty Seven, which Fat Pat had featured on a couple of their songs, and uh, uh. It was pretty much Troy was doing him a compilation, you know, after he lost face, you know, to the rap a lot or whatever, however it went, you know. But uh, Lil Troy was back in the game and he was like, man, I'm going to do a compilation. This was after Smoke On and I probably a couple of more songs that I featured on out in the street. And uh, he was like, you know, came to the car wash one Sunday and he was like, yeah, T, man, you know, he bends up. You know, Lil Troy was always a little cat, had money and everything, you know, so... Uh, Say, yeah, man, I want to get you on this compilation, man. He said, boy, sleeping on you out here, man. I I know you got it, man, and woo, woo, woo. And it never was my intention to sing the Wanna Be A Baller song. It was just that when we went to the studio and I heard the beat, but me and ESG had worked on this hook like a year, a year and a half, two years prior to the Wanna Be A Baller right. record. Right. And by the hook being so live and jamming to me, 
when I heard the beat, it just, you know, it fit, it fit. It was just, I was thinking, and it, that, that the hook was always something that I wanted to use and something that I wanted to do, because, you know, when we made it up, me and ESG, and uh, it's just fit, you know, it fitted perfect, and we took it from there, you know, and like I said, Fat Pat was uh, on some more music that he had from the, you know, the prior group that he had, Mass 187, and Youngster was, uh, my little partner off the southwest side, he happened to fall off in the studio with some other cats. I wasn't even there, you know, and uh, <clears throat> they played the song, they played the beat for him, and they played the hook, and he, is that Big T, that's my homebone now? And it, with no hesitation, by him being a youngster, I mean young, young, like 14 or 15, he, where the mic, where the mic? He ran in the booth and must have went off for uh, 30 minutes or an hour, but all the time they was recording it. So, before I knew it, Troy, I'm not saying he snuck it, you know, on us or whatever, before I knew it, I mean, before I knew the beat was, the song was in, it was on the radio, put it like that. Wow. You know, and uh, Yonsa didn't know, you know, and of course, Fat Pat, you know, was gone, R.I.P. He, you know, he had got his, I think he, I think the only person probably knew about the song was Big Hawk because he went to get Big Hawk, hey man, I got your brother on his song, I got Big T singing the hook, I got this little cat named Youngster, and, and man, it's live, I need to put you on there, you know what I'm saying, woo, woo, cause it's gonna, and, and there it was, you know, but me and ESG pretty much worked on that hook, man, you know, uh, I give him a lot of credit, like I say, he, you know, he the one gave me a start off in this game, you know, but like I say, it was a year or two later, you know what I'm saying, that the hook was forgot about, you know, by him and me, like I said, we really didn't know the, you know, ins and out about the business, it was just, we was doing music, right. just doing music because we like, yeah, exactly. and, you know, hey, my voice was on it, you know what I'm saying, and we ran from that, you know, that's what it was, you know, you know what I'm saying, so. It's sundown in the city, and everybody's coming down, 84's folks, candy paint pop trunks around, whether your car's in the shop, Bumper kit don't quite unlock Or if your top never did drop We got you Dial 1-800 Lone Star Slab 1-800 Lone Lone Star Slab Dial 1-800 Lone Star Slab Lone Star Slab Lone Lone Star Slab Dial 1-800 Lone Star Slab DJ run that shit Got a bitch that set it off like Jada Peaky, clean like Tifa. You roll around with your nieces, bitch, you TT. Mind full of money, got a heart full of demons. Mobbing like Italians, we really turn your face into a piece of no acne. How you singing like Alicia? Fuck with my family. Baby, lucky little, but goddamn, she's spazzing. Through the whole crew, my bitch is freak nasty. Let a nigga try me, I gotta keep mine just in case y'all got chows. Big balls never bow down, stand tall. And if you don't like me, fuck y'all. Let's tell them, let's go way back to the beginning, man. 
Okay. How well, did you start rapping? Man, uh, being a kid, I just was, uh, you know, by in, in in the projects where I grew up, you always, you know, everybody had their boom boxes, all the older cats. Yeah. So, you know, they was always playing like, you know, Fat Boys, onto NWA, to Run DMC, just so much music, and I was just so intrigued by it. And my mama told my mama this the other day. Crazy. My mama had so many records. Yeah. Just records and records and records. So I would always listen to the records. And I used to, certain records just used to make me feel like it sounded like a rap record. You know what I'm saying? So uh, 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 I never forget, man. I, I I learned how to, on her phone, on her stereo, you could press tape and, and phono at the same time. So I would play the record, record it, pause. Do it again, do it over and over so I would have me a, a loop. Right. Boom. So I wrote my first little rhyme at the house. You know what I'm saying? I had never said it for nobody. And one day some dudes at school, we was I was in the sixth grade then. Some dudes at school, they had just moved. Guy he had just moved from LA. So he was rapping and everybody was rhyming. I'm like, man, I could do that. Yeah. I'm like, man, no, you can't. So I said the rap I made, everybody went crazy. So I went home and I was like, man, I could do this. So, you know, but I had no idea that I didn't have to write it down. So my seventh grade, they had the citywide talent show in my hometown, Bogalus, Louisiana, BOG. Everybody's on the talent show. I'm talking about they're they going to do all the Luthers, the Witness, number singers. So I went to the audition. No music, no nothing. I just told the band, just go off. Yeah. And I'm telling you, I just first time, I just, bah, just rapping about everybody in the room. Do this, do that, do that. So everybody was amazed. So, you know, from then on, man, you know what I'm saying? It was on. It was just on. It was just, it was just my call, you know what I'm saying? Well, I was a superstar hooper too now. Don't get that twist. <laughs> I'm fat now, you can't tell. Hey, first team, all this district MVP, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, that was my... That was my calling right there, you know what I'm saying? That's crazy, man, because it, it, it brings me to something like a fast forward a little bit. When we met in, in college, uh, I think, I don't know how we actually hooked up. Oh, yeah. Hold on. He laughed. <laughs> he don't worry about him. He said, I'm going to swear him off. He's a college kid. Yeah, okay. nah, he, he know we went to school together. Deshaun told me that today. Yeah, he know we went to school together. That's why he laughing. He's like, hey. Hey, hey. Oh, you got to cut. We good. That's nah, not. Nah, because it's I funny. It's going to be it. funny, but yeah. You good, bro? Oh, my bad. Because nah, that's good. I'm looking up at them. Man, this man, is the first time laughing. Yeah, yeah. That shit be making me laugh. But, yeah, yeah, that's hey, how But I ain't going to lie. You ready? Because this story is, is major. Uh, yeah, when we met in college, man, um, I think you gave me a tape, man. I think it was second to none. And you had looped the beat on mm -hmm. a cassette, man. Mm -hmm. and, and from that point on, I was really intrigued about making beats. Right, right. And, uh, I think I got a sampler. And, man, let's go into that, man. How, you know... How did you know that you really wanted to go in the studio and make a rap? Man, uh, I'm not. Uh, oh, it, it was in my blood, like I tell you. Mm. And, my, and my big cousin was a DJ. Mm. And I had another cousin from Brooklyn. He used to send me these WBLS tapes and all these tapes from New York with all the different people. But my, but my, but my older cousin, who was the DJ, he would DJ at the skate ring and all these parties. Mm. 
and I just was tag along. My mama trusted him to let me go as a young kid. So from age like 13, 14, I'm always with him at different um, skating rinks and all the parties, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it was in me, in my mind the whole time, like this something that I could do. But the college years, I give a lot of the, a, a, a lot of credit. My homeboy, Nicky Shows. Yeah. Nicky say, say, man, you know, we need to go to a, a real studio. So by this time, you know, I don't know who introduced us to us, but I knew that you was into music. Because right. you know what I'm saying? Solo was the 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 down south tribe called Quest. Yeah. I would say, you know what I'm saying? Backpack. You were, yeah, you had the backpack, <laughs> the Timberland boots back yeah. there. Boys ain't know about that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He had the Timberland laugh. Never forget, the first song I remember, you, you had a girl that rapped for some flower. Yeah. You remember that? That's yeah. so crazy. Yeah. So, so <laughs> me, you, and Nick and them, it was, we was like, we need to go to a real studio. If you remember, we went to the studio. It was an older white guy on the studio. Yeah. They, they had never had it. Anybody ever rapped that? So many different rock countries, but no one had ever came there rapping. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. We went there, made the six song demo. Yeah. I dubbed the demo. I made like 40 copies. Mm -hmm. They gave them out all through Late Charles, Lafayette. You know, I'm not knowing people gonna be coming up to me. This is just the dub. They were like, say, man, yeah. them boys out there in the hood down there, they jamming you, man. I'm yeah. like, jamming what? See, your tape is floating around. So, you know, that was like our introduction to the game. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and you know, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? You bought. Piece after piece of equipment. Right. You know, you got your keyboard, you got the beat machine, you got this. And, and we just started taking it a little more serious, you know what I'm saying? And remember when strawberries were so crunk. Man. I went to the club, I told Bob, I was like, man, let me get on. Mm. They looking at me like, man, who are you? Right. We're not just going to let you rap. They had everybody coming, like all the all older cash money artists, yeah. um, you know, everybody there. And Troy D. Oh, man, I heard him rap at school, let him get on the mic. Yeah. They put me on the mic, so then they just started putting me on all the show. I survived a whole semester. I would DJ on Wednesday at Shadows. Shadows. Every Tuesday for a semester, I won the talent show at, at uh, Club Witness. On Simcoe, yeah. Club Witness. Yeah. I don't care who you were. You can sing Luther Vandross. I only had about four times out of 50 contests. Yeah. I won. Every Tuesday night, yeah. I just went in there, whatever they had on, yeah. I rapped about what they had on, yeah. crunk them up, and I never lost. It was only only way you were tied, you got a tie if you sung Luther Whitney real good, baby. Yeah. But I, that was old school. That's, how I, that's how I survived, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I remember, you man. I remember, I remember. I used to go with you. Yeah, man. It's crazy because, man, that's, that's what the game is lacking right now. Nobody don't have to go through nothing like that, like oh, nah. going through talent shows and going in there to survive and off of rapping. Nowadays, they just pressing buttons and, and taking pictures and, and saying they stars. I like water. Well, good for you. H2O. H2O. What is the best part? Exotic pie. Exotic pie. Man, we so honored today to have my boy in the house, man. We got Sensei Podina, Croc Bull in the house. We got 
Big Pokey, man, the SUC legend. What's up, Big Pokey? What's happening, man? What's good, man? Yeah, it's all, man. It's an honor to have you here, man. Man, I appreciate you having me. Yeah, no doubt, man. Uh, man, to, to, to come off the bat, man, everybody who who's, who's been coming in here, I ask them this general question because I've been bringing in the SUC legends, man. I, I want to know, how did how did you meet Screw? Man, uh, uh, well, I actually met school a long time ago, man, back in high school, man. <laughs> a homegirl of mine had a party, and she had school detail. And we ended up over there, and I met him. And then the next time when I met him, I met him through one of my childhood partners. <laughs> we ended up going over there, and he still remember, man. We went from there. From there it was... Okay, was you already rapping then, or nah, uh, you were just you were just yeah, cool, just, cool big poke? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm glad you said that, man. Everybody knows you was a hell of a football player, man. Yeah. You know, uh, how was it that you transitioned from football to the rap star? Hey, <laughs> man. Uh, well, actually, you know. I, after, you know, messing with school for a minute and, and, and doing underground and so forth, they kind of gave me a, another file back plan and it came a situation where, you know, kind of as far as a ball to where I had to sit out for a year. Okay. And as I had to sit out, I hear something else going on. And it was like one don't grow, but the other one open up. I hear you. You so, Yeah. You know, I, you know, that's how that came about. And so from that, I've been running ever since. So basically, you know, to break it down is, you started seeing some money in this rap game. It was crazy, cause <laughs> I, I mean, I, 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 had, I, got, I got kicked out of school. Mm -hmm. Turned around, and a year later, had a major deal with Universal. <laughs> it's crazy, crazy how that happens, man. Yeah. So at that time, like when you when you before you got the deal, I want to bring it back a little bit. Tell me, you know, what was your official induction into the screwed up click? Like how how did that even happen? How did they say, man, Big Pokey, we want you, you you SUC? I, to me, I I think it, it, you know it formed that you know at first everybody was just around that you know. And, Different hoods and right. running into each other over there. And I guess you know, you know, steady doing them tapes and all that, doing tapes, yeah. creating this type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? And some start booming and it just kind of, it just formed. Yeah, yeah. It just did what it did. Man, that's a blessing, man. That's it's, it's crazy how that that whole y'all was all like you was from Yellowstone, Keith from Hershelwood, you got uh, Patton yeah. from Dead End and Hall from Dead. Man, that's a crazy thing how that came together. Um, <clears throat> like when you was doing the, uh, the before you got your deal, I know you featured on that DEA album yeah. and on a couple of other albums like well, Southside South Players and all those albums before you got your deal. Right. So how did it feel when you officially started being on a, a, official tapes that came out in the store. It was exciting, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because, like I say, really, all that was new, kind of, because I never, right. I ain't never, you know, thought that was how I was going to be getting it. Right. Saying, but, you know, so all that was, you know, it was exciting going through it, and, uh, 
just actually just kind of watching it build and become something in your face, you know what I'm saying? Right. Just, you know, so it was, you know, it was a beautiful thing. Yeah. So when you got your deal, uh, I know you was with uh, Chevis Entertainment yeah. first. Yeah. Um, and you signed, you did your whole first album. I mean, how did that, how did the whole process, like, I know you had to say, damn, now I got to make songs. I got to yeah. make, yeah, I know that was some, some difficult stuff, huh? Man, that was crazy because, you know, coming from freestyling to paper. Man, now I've got to write my thoughts down, make it rhyme, make it make sense now. So I used to be a minute on my right now. It used to take me a minute. Right. And I think part of that came from because if I wasn't feeling it, I wasn't fit to release it. So however long it took me to get it how I needed it. Right. That's just what it was. As long as once you got it, right. it was, you know what it was? Yeah. You roll with it. But after, you know, doing it so long, it's routine now. So yeah, it's easy for you. At first, it was, that was like, that was kind of the thing. But the thing about it is, that process produced some fire jams, though. You know, you was doing some crazy, I mean, them, them songs, I mean, it, it was just, I mean, I wasn't even really a part of your your production like circle or whatever, but I was around, right, you know yeah, what I'm saying, to right see. There. Yeah, because yeah, you, right yeah, right on the, on, the, on the button. So when you got your deal, uh, how did that go? Like you put out, you put out the first one was Dope Game 2000, right? Nah, first one was hardest pick. First, see, I'm tripping. Nah, you did. Yeah. First one was the pick that mm. I did. Uh, Dope Game. Dope Game 2000. Yeah. So did you got the deal off of hardest pick? Yeah. yeah. Damn. So actually, when, when we dropped that, Key was releasing his second. One. We dropped it. It was the lifestyle. Oh, uh, yeah, lifestyle. Uh -huh. We dropped that on the same day. Damn. Yeah, we dropped on the same day, and you know, he he was still doing what he was doing, yeah. and, and I was I was you know doing my thing. So it it, it went from that, you know, to you know moving the units, to, you know they got the car and it's on. Hey, it's on. <laughs> yeah. So like the difference is like today, like most people don't understand that you know back in the day when 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 the suc era was super duper hot like boys was dropping one album and getting major deals like see that's legit. <laughs> they didn't understand it because <laughs> you gotta think about it our underground yeah you know thing was so heavy right to where it, it, it was bound to do that if, if we if how you just gonna come out and you from you you know you you are underground local you know when you you ain't local you underground mm -hmm. and then you come out mainstream and you moving hundreds of thousands of yeah how who, how you do that yeah you know you got people on the east coast they can come out the trunk and move five thousand units right you know and get a deal right you know, but when you doing that kind of noise and you moving them kind of units they want to see who it is and what's going on right so. Yeah, they came. They came calling. Oh, you know, he dropped it. No message, texting, man. Shit, that lit it up, down. That did light they it up, like, man. What, what else they got going on over there? Yeah. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, was, you know, it is what it is. It after is that, it is, and, and that's where I want to transition to right right now, because people don't understand that, you know, the game is so different right now. You. You very rarely see artists come out and sell 100,000 units, man. And you know, 
people, you know, the perception of the social media, they might have uh, 20,000 followers, but they ain't got but 4,000 sales, you know what I'm saying? But it make it look like... That's the, that's the new game. That's the whole new game. Yeah. You know, it's, it's more show. Yeah. We got DJ Red on the ones and twos from Screwed Up Click. All right, y'all. We got our judges. We're going to go ahead and announce them. We have Jay Ellis, the president of Ghetto Dreams Entertainment, Rap-A-Lot a and administrator in the house. Show some love to Jay Ellis. We got J.P. Nitty in the house, legendary, legendary gold producer out of H-Town. What up, J.P.? Everybody say hello to J.P. We got Willene from the Botany Boys, screwed up records and tapes. Everybody show love to Willene. There you go right there in the white. Screwed up click. Excuse me, screwed up click. Yes. <laughs> Where the hell we are at? And we have DJ Hard Hitter, Coast to Coast DJ and Rap-A-Lot A&R. What up, DJ Hard Hitter? Y'all give salute to my judges in this corner. They chilling in this corner. To show love. That's man. right, big ups to the judges. What's up, baby? Hey, what up, what up, Mike? Say, man, I just want to thank each and every one of y'all that came out, man. We gonna get this shit started, man. Since a nigga OG in this bitch, I guess I can kick this motherfucker off to get everybody some, you know, momentum to get this shit going because it's butterflies and all kind of shit, but I know each one of y'all got what it take to get on this stage and grace this shit. But if you know this classic shit like I know this classic shit, DJ, run that shit. 